0: This podcast is called Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Get some secrets off their chest You should listen, it's the best
1: Hello
2: and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio I am your host, I am still Joseph Scrimshaw There is nothing I can do about it Unless I traveled back in time Which would be fitting since the topic of this episode is indeed time travel But before we launch into the twisting mists of temporal reality, I would like to apologize. To be clear, I'd almost always like to apologize because apologizing is great. It just makes me feel safe. But right now, I have an actual thing to apologize for. We recorded this episode live in Minnesota at TPT, which is the public television station. During the show, I accidentally called it a public radio station, which, you know, look, sometimes you're on autopilot and you just say the word your brain thinks should come next, and when I say the word public, there's a 50-50 chance that the next word I'm going to say is gonna be radio or nudity, so really, we all got lucky. Regardless, I wanted to take a moment to put that correction out there because TPT, this particular public television station, means a lot to me. Without TPT, or KTCA as it used to be called, I would not personally give a damn about time travel. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and KTCA was the public television station that played Doctor Who. Doctor Who was very formative for me in many ways. If you're not familiar with the show, here is the basic setup. A character called The Doctor travels through space and time in a blue box, fighting monsters and running away from his feelings. Now, almost all the kids I knew liked and or tolerated Star Wars and superheroes, but this was different. Doctor Who was unacceptable. It was a British science fiction television show broadcast on public television. The special effects were not good, it was sometimes blatantly educational, the women's breasts were often fully covered, and the hero was a pacifist who actively prevented cool military guys from blowing shit up. Doctor Who was not just different, it was an attack on America. It was like I was urinating on the flag every second I was watching this show. No one at my school liked this show. They thought it was not cool and it was not badass enough. Well, let's talk about being badass. This is how Doctor Who was invented. Some people in England in 1963 said... We want to create a science fiction show with a very small budget. Where shall it be set? Oh, I know. How about all of time and space? That is badass. Then they said, We know we're making this show for science fiction fans who are famously pedantic. What should we call it? Oh, I know. What if the title of the show was almost the main character's name, but not quite? That should annoy the shit out of people for decades. And so it has. That is badass. Now, I loved that show, and I still love the show itself, but I also love the pure hubris of its existence, the hubris you needed to be a fan, and the hubris this badass public television station had to play it every Friday and Saturday night. So thanks, TPT. I apologize for saying radio. If I could, I would steal a Type 40 TARDIS from Gallifrey and travel back in time to correct myself, but it's probably a fixed point in time, just like when Adric died. Oh, God. I can't stop talking about Doctor Who. Anyway, enough about Doctor Who. Let's talk about me. If you enjoy Obsessed Podcasts, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon. If your interested, full info is on patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw, Or you can support all the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artists button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It does not matter what you buy on Amazon. This week, I'm recommending you buy yourself a copy of Earthshock on DVD. Earthshock is the episode of Doctor Who where Adric dies. It is very moving, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise but in a pacifist, Doctor Who kind of fighting way. Finally, shows. I do shows. Every month, Hal Lublin and I do a headcanon, our comedy game show about pop culture at NerdMelt, right here in beautiful, strange Los Angeles. For details on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live shows. But for now, sit back, relax, invite a crazy old inventor who probably has a questionably appropriate relationship with a teenager, as many time travelers do, over for a drink, and enjoy this live episode all about time travel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for coming here to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw, for our listening audience. We are recording this live in Lower Town St. Paul. as a part of the North Star Science Film Festival. We are actually recording at TPT, which is the local public radio station. It is Saturday afternoon, so if this gets very sleepy a little Lake Wobegon episode of Obsessed,
1: <laughs> there's
2: a reason for that. Uh, but as listeners to Obsessed know, sometimes on this podcast there's swearing, and I'm going to take great delight in fulfilling my childhood dream of swearing in the public television station.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, our episode today is about fucking time travel. <laughs> Something I've wanted to talk about for a long time, so we're going to get right into it. I'm going to introduce my guest. He's a writer, actor, a comedian, and does the most creative swearing that I've ever heard, Sam Landman. Aw, oh, thanks for that last one. <laughs> Absolutely. He's an actual scientist and advisor to big Hollywood movies, and he looks better holding an oldie-time pipe than even Bing Crosby,
1: Dr. Jim Cacalius. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I got your exclusion principle right here. <laughs> and finally, she's a
2: writer, a comedian, an appreciator of dogs, and a star of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Mary Jo Peel.
0: Good afternoon. Thank you.
2: Is that fair? Are you an appreciator of dogs?
0: I'm a dog lover. (laughs) No, not just appreciator. (laughs) Don't get me started.
2: I knew I I wanted uh, a flavorful thing for your introduction, so I thought,
0: I'll check Mary Jo's social
2: media. and Like, dogs, dogs, (laughs) dogs.
0: I know. I never anticipated I'd turn into weird dog lady, but guess what?
2: <laughs> You're not a weird, dog lady. Just dog lady. Just
0: dog lady. <laughs> just dog lady.
2: You don't have to add the weird. Uh, so, we're going to get right into the time travel. Uh, I wanted to start, Jim, with just a little bit of background on how we're doing in terms of actual
1: science of time travel. Are we close? <laughs> well, as we're actually recording this in 1875, I'd say <laughs> mission accomplished. Um, no, the, the, no no, no. <laughs> there's there's actually several ways that are are completely consistent with the known laws of physics to achieve time travel now there are ways that would require like say one miracle okay. you know one you know one amazing breakthrough so we're happen. just one
2: miracle away
1: for for other methods that's right okay. um there's actually easy ways to go leap forward into the future, the problem is that it would be very expensive in the sense of having to travel very close to the speed of light. Okay. And so that would be a way that if you travel very close to the speed of light for a couple of days, you'd wind, when you stop the trip, you'd be a thousand years in the future. You would not be able to come back. Okay. Uh, you, if you went in reverse for several days, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go backwards. So you'd be stuck there, but you would be able to see the smoking crater that our next president (laughs) might have left the country. (laughs) So the closest we are to time travel is
2: in a very expensive trip to a post-apocalyptic horizon.
1: That's right. That's right. Sign now.
2: (laughs) Seats are limited. (laughs) You're a great salesman for this. Uh, So we want to get a little bit into sort of the obsession with time travel, talking a little bit about the topic and you guys' personal relationship to it. Uh, Starting with you, Sam, do you remember when you became aware of time travel Uh, Or like the first show you saw about it?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like a lot of people of my generation, Back to the Future, those films. Yeah. Uh, Although a friend of mine just recently said, you know, that part at the end where Doc Brown says there's something wrong with your kids, he could have just told him the whole thing and we never would have had a Back to the Future 2 or (laughs) 3. He could have just said, okay, his name is Griff. And and that whole last 30 minutes could have been just him explaining it. Yeah. And they never would have had to go, screw up everything yeah. in the future but yeah back to the future definitely that was that was
2: the the, the
3: the definite flash point for me okay
2: and did it make you think I want to do that or was it more like I just want to absorb stories about this
3: you know it and I'm glad we have a physicist in the room because
2: <laughs> now I can ask this question wait or what not.
3: <laughs> that's you Jim um no, uh, I guess it made me question the concept of time travel in terms of how feasible it was if we could do it, A. But B, it made me think about, well, we can go backwards. So the future's already happened, is that what I'm thinking? So if we're going forward, we're going into a future that is is technically already there. So it gave me that fourth dimensional concept <laughs> of like, oh my God, like I thought you could only go backwards as a kid, you know? Yeah. Or 20-year-old, or however old I was when I was questioning this. Um, <laughs> however high you were when you were questioning <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, uh, I always thought of traveling uh, in time uh, going backwards. Never really forwards a lot. Oh, and then cool. this movie really cemented it in my head that you know, that makes sense, but in terms of, you know, in terms of physics, how do, what
2: does that mean? Cool. Yeah. cool. How about you, Dr. Jim? What was your first time travel moment?
1: Um, actually, it was an Irwin Allen TV show, The Time Tunnel. Oh, cool, which I saw when it was first aired, because I'm really old, <laughs> which is why time travel is very personal to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, and I just really dug the show, that the, what is now a cliche of the time portal being this black and white spiral uh, was first, you know, introduced on that show. And it introduced the concept of like, going through time visiting stock footage of, <laughs> from other movies <laughs> and having a minimal interactions that all look like the countryside of Southern California, <laughs> regardless of where you were. And um, it was actually kind of interesting. I didn't really pick up on all this. They always were constantly trying to change the history when they got bopped back to... So the premise of the show is they built this large underground um, facility to experimentally, you know, attempt time travel. The show aired originally in 1966. It took place all in the future, all the way in 1968. So it was like two years away from this technology, and two two scientists get stuck uh, back in time. Go into the tunnel, and they get stuck. And they can only be, like, yoinked, like in Quantum Leap, from one time to another. That's
2: a scientific term, right? Yeah, yoinked.
1: yoinked. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, and uh, they were constantly trying to change history. They, The first episode, they find themselves on the Titanic. And it's like, try to avoid the icebergs. And they're trying to, <laughs> you know, just, it, they're at Pearl Harbor before the uh, Japanese uh, bombing. It's like, quick, we have to alert. People, there, okay. there's like, no one there had read any Ray Bradbury at all. <laughs> so yeah,
2: there's no fear of changing the timeline. They're just but like, they let able- bad but, things. But the,
1: an interesting theory about time travel was that they were inevitably unable to do so. <laughs> and so that's also cemented the idea of that the past was kind of fixed. Okay. That you could come back and even armed with knowledge that the Titanic is going to hit this t- uh, iceberg, you couldn't prevent it from happening, right? And so um, that was kind of interesting. But then, and then, that was also when years later, when I read the the Sound of Thunder and, and the idea of like stepping on a butterfly could dramatically alter history. Yeah, it was like, oh wow, there's a completely different theory, a different you know vision of okay. what time travel would be like.
2: But still <laughs> has that element of you can't mess with this easily without screwing everything up.
1: Well, you can either, if you mess with it, you'll screw things up or you could try as hard as you like And it's not going to have any impact. (laughs) How
2: about you, Mary Jo? What was your first exposure to time
0: travel? I think first it's important that I admit straight away that uh, I'm the dumbest person on this panel (laughs) (laughs) um, because all this is so mind-boggling to me. Um, Yeah, I I grew up watching movies on network TV, the old uh, movies that they would play at midnight when I was babysitting and raiding the fridge. (laughs) And... um, than disavowing any knowledge of it when the people came home (laughs) um but yeah so it's all it's in your consciousness but i think my first uh really examining that idea was on mystery science theater when they did the movie um time travel travelers time travelers okay travelers and i didn't write on that show but i did watch that show and um I have to be honest, I'm really a lightweight, like, those concepts are so mind-boggling to me, <laughs> I get really anxious about it. Oh, really? Yeah, because I start worrying about, um, not the logistics of the physics, but I get worried, like, I can barely manage this time and space. <laughs> so how will I manage if I go back or go forward? What will I wear? What should I bring? Will they have... I have low blood sugar. Like, do I have to bring something? So I do. And I, I know it sounds no. but I do get wrapped up in those kinds of yeah. particulars.
2: That makes a lot of sense to me because I, I find myself getting increasingly neurotic <laughs> about being faced with, like, decisions of just, like, even when they're small, it's just sort of, like, the act of making a decision gets to be stressful of, yeah. like, what I'm going to wear. So then, like, and now... I'm going to go to the Titanic and make all those choices of like, <laughs>
0: right. right. And you don't want me on your team. If, <laughs> if we're going to the Titanic to try and change something. Cause I can always see both sides. Like, well, <laughs> I, you know, you,
2: you can see the icebergs perspective. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are we sure it's an iceberg? Oh. Are we getting a little over-alarmed yeah. Maybe it's a baby this?
1: alien like on Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's we not have... a car. There's a two motorcycles coming right at me. Watch me steer the ship right between them.
0: I am. I'm always second-guessing myself like that.
2: Well, let me ask a time travel question that is a little less stressful. <laughs> uh, would you guys be interested in a time travel device that just let you jump back a few seconds, so you could re-examine choices. Would that be fun or would that be stressful?
1: An omega thirteen. Yeah. That's a very yes, nerdy an reference. Yes, omega thirteen. <laughs> I, what is
2: that? You
3: got to tell tell me and Mary Jo what that means. Yeah. Well, that
1: from Galaxy Quest. Oh, my God. oh, oh right, 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 right. Okay, yes, okay, got it, got it, got it. I okay, I am too nerdy for this room. <laughs> I
0: so yeah, I saw the nerd. look you shot me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah,
2: it, uh, I can't remember the exact uh, use of the Omega-13 in that. Well,
1: it enabled you it, – it basically flipped you back, like, 13 seconds. Okay. And the idea was, like, you, well, you couldn't do anything. And, and uh, Tim Allen says, well, it's long enough to reverse one bad decision. Right. Yeah. Right? And so that's, oh, that's kind right. of like what you're saying. But you'd have to kind of use it pretty – if you only went back 13 seconds, you'd have to use it within a very narrow window. Yeah. So so you like, you have like, to decide you know, like, right away.
0: Yes. And it wouldn't be perpetual. You wouldn't keep going, like, every – you wouldn't keep doing it. No, right? I mean, no. I mean, you have to. It, it takes a lot of energy it. to it
1: recharge it. I mean, st- this is not like fantasy here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so,
1: like, if you could only do it, he's a physicist. So Mary. <laughs> Come on, with me, uh, that I'm so
0: me? literal about the things. Some...
1: <laughs> if you're not going to treat wanna... this seriously, then
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just want to understand.
3: Well, Jim, wait a second. It is theoretical physics right i mean it's i mean which I is not like, real physics right i like to think that i do a theoretical comedy too like it's, it's, it could
2: possibly be funny but it probably isn't if if I, we have humor. to do an
3: experiment to check right. Right. it would You're take gonna, a
2: lot right. of energy to make this funny okay and i'll
3: just say this now and maybe we swipe this from galaxy quest i don't know but we did a 48 hour film called five seconds okay about a guy going on a, a blind date and he can go back five seconds, and you know, blah, blah blah. She's like, you know, the date. We haven't gotten our food yet, and <laughs> it, we, let's just don't get ahead of ourselves. He's like, I can tell you, in, you know, five seconds. We're gonna be having sex in the bathroom, and he's <laughs> like, and she's like, yeah, that's that's. Trust me, that's really not going to happen. Oh yeah, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> and then they have sex in the bathroom. She's like, "You can't travel back in time at all, can you?" He's like, "No." <laughs> that's the spoiler. You don't have to see the film now. It's only it's only seven minutes. Anyway, the point is, like, we we had this idea of like it'd be actually more interesting to have that five second jump and just go back and be able to kind of know, oh, I'm I going to miss this pothole. Or I right. won't make yeah. this
2: decision. Or I won't see this dumb thing in front of somebody, I think, is the one that jumps to my mind of using yeah. it socially. Absolutely, right.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. totally, all sure. the damn time for me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I mean, but that's, that's, the, that's the question,
3: is like, if you avoid the iceberg, does that mean that the Titanic, because it's an inevitable sequence of events in the timeline, does that mean that the Titanic makes it safely? Or does something else happen because it was meant to happen?
2: Right, so it's like that total right. butterfly effect of like, right. Uh, right? Oh, I forgot to lock the bathroom door, and then someone saw me urinating. But I can jump back five seconds, lock the bathroom door, and then America falls apart. Right, because right. that guy didn't see me or, urinating,
3: th- or people always see me urinating because I'm always doing that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with time I travel. Jumped I, think ship. I it was a completely different <laughs> tangent. So, Mary Jo, now. for you, uh, would would that be stressful to have that? choice to know like i can just touch this thing on my belt and i can jump back a couple seconds and make a different you know it might
0: be kind of freeing actually if you could uh uh, correct course if you will yeah um uh i find everything stressful so i'm sure i could find (laughs) that angle to it i'm sure it would eventually but sam brought up something really interesting when he said um uh that it was would be an eventuality for the titanic Right. So then that makes you question what is the big hand or if there is one about these events, like who's determining who right. or what is determining it. And I'm not advocating for a higher power. I'm just curious, like, then what who, how are these these certain courses engineered? Am I making any sense? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's where I start getting a headache. Just right, to think about that.
2: is there a, a, any sort of sentience that's just like, nope, the Titanic has got to crash, the iceberg is right, the iceberg needs to win this fight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm uh, totally uh, yeah, committed to that. Uh, kind of along those lines, I feel like we always talk about and think about time travel stories in terms of those butterfly effect and in terms of like keeping the fixed points of time or not messing it up. This is, to me, a fun question because it's a little bit more freeing. If your goal was to utterly fuck up the timeline, and you guys had a time machine, what what would you take from the present into the past if you were just trying to mess up the timeline? How would you go about that?
1: Even without uh, a, if a power... You know, a, you'd like to bring a power supply for it, and even though you wouldn't have Wi-Fi, if you brought, like, an iPad or something like that and showed this little, you know, sh- disk... Not disk, but um, tablet... And show them, showing the movies or the yeah. camera and things like that a thousand years ago, um, that would definitely be, you know, the sorcery. Uh, <laughs> you would definitely, you that would be sorcery level that is unquestionable. You know, right. You'd had a magic mirror. You have a, a mirror. magic mirror. Yeah. What would you,
2: what show or movie would you bring on your iPad to just... <laughs> drive people mad well facts of
1: life <laughs> <laughs> it's a little morality tale too like yeah you, <laughs> yeah, you right. take the good you no, take the an bad actual, take this was like and... a, a, a hygiene video that I saw in school <laughs> it was called the facts of life <laughs> and so because up till then they were thinking you had to swim up the Columbia River or something oh and I was going so... the whole tootie route yeah me, yeah, too. me too like oh, wow oh, wow. oh, oh now yeah,
3: I yeah. see oh, right. <laughs> I don't know if that would really warp civilization, but it would, Blair would,
0: be, would
2: do a number yeah. on some of those people. That would be great if you brought back like an instructional video about sex, and like people were like, we know.
0: that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is that. better.
1: <laughs> we, know. we know
3: how to do this. I, I just think it would be great to, to take something backwards in time, like, I don't know. 100, 200 years, uh, like, and show them the room and be like, this is how far we've evolved in entertainment. (laughs) Well, (laughs) hi, Mark. Just to screw them up. (laughs) Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Just to kind of screw them up and go, oh, that's the bar we have to hit. So maybe entertainment would get even better going forward. Yeah. Wow. Right, we wow. have to direct wow. ourselves just,
1: towards the wow. goal of the room. Well, would yeah. advance the technology, the development of the football yeah. um, <laughs> <the laughs> like by hundreds of years.
2: The game of football would evolve, so it's just yeah. Dude, people just throwing, throw it throwing it at throwing each it other. Throwing it in an <laughs> alley <laughs> in tuxedos.
1: <laughs> 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 That's the way the game is played. Yeah, yeah I think that would
2: not mess up yeah, history it pretty bad. It would screw uh, so much up. Yeah. yeah. How about How you, Mary Jo? Can, wh-
0: you, can you say the question again?
2: <laughs> if you wanted to mess up the timeline how how would you do that
0: um i you know what i'm completely stumped on that i have to go lay down okay so <laughs> can we circle back cuz yeah. i don't know that's well, like that's let huge let
2: me let me ask you a, a smaller question then thank you joe <laughs> <laughs> anytime <laughs> if you were just taking back a piece of media to say like the middle ages in like what tv show movie would you bring since we've already heard about the facts of life in the room what would you bring just in terms of a TV show or a movie?
0: Um, I would bring... You know what I would bring? I would bring the song, We Built This City. Because <laughs> I think I need some... Because I really like that song, and I know it's not cool to admit that. Okay. So I would want some... I would feel like those people would have a better... I would. I would accept their opinion of my opinion better. Like, if they said... Oh, Ooh, yeah. pu. Then right. I come back and say I was wrong, you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but Mary Jo, you're denying them Jefferson starship and Jefferson airplane. <laughs> if you, uh, you're just giving them starship. See,
0: that's what I mean. It gets so mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, Actually, all the ramifications. That, a, a,
1: an interesting point would be if you brought back Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." They'd say, "What are all these nonsense words? Like none <gasps> oh. of the names and oh, references yeah. right. make any sense." Oh. Right. Yeah. It would be like Mersey Dotes in What the <laughs> hell? What is this song about? Yeah. What?
2: i love the idea of taking it back just to get an aesthetic appraisal from <laughs> yeah. people from the middle ages of like, is it okay am to I, like yeah.
1: that? Um, am I crazy I, or is very, this a good I'm song? I'm very
0: codependent that way, so why not be codependent with like a new a different generation?
2: So. Yeah, but then we built this city on rock and roll, they'd be like that would instruct them of like this is how we build cities, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. It <laughs> would really this screw them up.
2: <laughs> uh, this is a weird question. I'm going to ask it just because it's what's on my mind. My wife and I have been watching the television show Outlander, mm. which has, if you're not familiar with it, just a very specific time travel device. of It's a very Celtic thing of touching these uh, magic rocks. Woman goes back in time to Scotland and uh, falls in love with a Highlander. Yes, my wife wanted to watch that because of the costumes. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) She had no interest in the time travel. She just thought the costumes were beautiful. The costumes are great. And it's a fun time travel story because it's so limited and specific. It's not about jumping around. And and there's no concern with uh, affecting the timeline from the woman who traveled back. She's just like, hey, everybody in Scotland, grow potatoes because there's going to be a famine. And no... doesn't get it never crosses her mind and it's so, so please say that happened does that
3: actually happen please. yeah oh.
2: and it's a very like touching moment she's like please remember potatoes
0: You starches. <laughs> starches bank on starches <laughs> don't fight
2: the British and grow potatoes and you might be okay uh, but I think the the sort of the the story of it is that she goes back in time and she truly falls in love with someone in the past. so if you guys were going to go to the past in an effort to fall in love, I know you're all you're all coupled, but if you wanted to go back and fall in love with someone in a different time, where would you go like geographically or time wise there's, that, there's such romance about like the Scottish Highlander like everybody wants yeah. to go back and fall in love with the Scottish Highlander oh it, it, I have
3: it, a great answer for that
2: awesome Hitler's bunker man <laughs> Eva
3: Braun I mean <laughs> that gal <guy> was nasty <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you got to lose
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on are you going to go with me or this guy <laughs> he's losing okay, a yeah. war yeah. yeah
2: I can take you away from all of this <laughs> <laughs> To hell with these bunkers. Let's
3: go up. You know.
2: How top do you soil. feel about comedy theater? <laughs> oh. Theoretical <laughs> comedy, Eva Braun. Uh, how about you, Doctor Jim? Is is there any historical that moment where you feel like answer. there are anyway,
1: I'm let vulnerable <laughs> women,
2: like Eva
3: Braun?
1: I really can't think of any time more romantic than. The age of the dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, now this is the six-year-old Jim talking.
2: <laughs> Would you want to fall in love with a dinosaur <laughs> again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to judge, Joseph? I know. Come on, yeah.
2: I'm not judging. Open mind, <laughs> I'm not judging. What kind of dinosaur?
1: <laughs> Soft <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and, and lovely. <laughs> I really, all seriousness aside, I really can't (laughs) think uh, of anything like that. You know, it would be interesting to maybe go forward in time Mm. and and see just in my age, the time travel that has gone on in my lifespan in terms of changes of attitudes about love and has just been so dramatic. Um, In the past few years, it's been so dramatic that it would be just, like, really intriguing to see where things are going. Are pendulums going to swing back? Hmm. Are they going to go further? You know, is this a ratchet that doesn't go backwards? Do things reverse? It would be very interesting so you know, you, as far as that's concerned yeah
2: you, so you would go to the future maybe looking for love but more maybe, importantly maybe like all
1: the men had been wiped out and so like I like those odds <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah that's a cool idea to actually go to the future not necessarily for technology mm-hmm. but for like for social, social to for see social where things. we are Absolutely. yeah oh that's really that's really really cool uh I think one of the interesting things about time travel stories is obviously we know the past and then the future. There's never a good interpretation of the future. No. So I'm curious if they're serious or if they're weird. What, what predictions do you guys have for the future? If you went 100 years in the future, do you have predictions of what you would want to see, what you think you would see? You know, for me, I, I always
3: like uh, from a like, from music trend perspective okay how things are going to go that direction like now there's a lot of stuff that's happening that's um very it goes for sort of a retro sound or they're trying to go with instruments that kind of have that i mean one really um basic example is like unknown mortal orchestra those this started as sort of a basement thing but it has this almost retro sound to at least the few album few first few albums did and there are so many there's a band like that and then there's hundreds of bands that kind of reproduce that sound. Okay. So you have a trend in that kind of stuff. You know, dubstep was a big thing for a big thing. I guess Skrillex is still uh, going somehow. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that was that spawned a lot of, you know, how things sounded. So those trends in music, even though they might be temporary, they, they can spawn other sort of sub-genres. Yeah. But I'd love to see where music kind of goes, especially in terms of distribution, in terms of how we consume it okay how we play it back you know that kind of stuff is always really interesting see make,
2: that so. seems like a really practical uh guess about the future because right. I, I think people tend to guess towards the sort of the wild and the technological and not this thing like well music's always been a part of our culture ever since mary joe peel brought <laughs> we put the city in rock and roll <laughs> to the middle ages
0: Stray, you're welcome <laughs> middle ages <laughs>
2: So that's something that's going to be there no matter what. So it's just a question of what's it going to look like. Because it yes. is for sure going to be there instead yeah. of making up a brand new thing that we don't have. For or the does it
3: become something that's a lot different because of the way we in, in, ingest it? Yeah. you know, Does it become something wow. that's more analog, that becomes more retro, that we have to actually... You know, we keep coming back to turntables and vinyl and there's always an appreciation for um, uh, technology that people who weren't born when that technology was new can appreciate even though... You know, they weren't there when it was new. Yeah. So it's interesting to think about that
2: for me. Cool. How about you, Doctor Jim? What do you think of the future?
1: Well, I, I, especially since you said roughly like a a hundred year time span, which is something that one can think about. um, Because if you compare, like, say that what life was like a thousand years ago and now today, it's really hard to extrapolate the next thousand. Um, One of the things that occurred to me while I was just sitting here is. Because of the ubiquity of the internet and all the information that's available, and that's just going to become, I don't see that going back. No. What I think might happen is that ideas about what is what is a smart person might change. Oh. Because it used to be that you were smart because you knew a lot of things. Right. But now you might be smart just because you can see a connection between things that the computer can't find, or, or things like that. Right. That, Or, or maybe smartness becomes all uh, issues of creativity mm. or the things that the computer can't provide. So it would be like, you know, the only smartness that we value is artistic smarts. Yeah. You know, or things of that nature. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know, but I, I mean, just something that just occurred to me. I think that's really cool
2: because it actually comes up on... This podcast is sometimes people, since I'm asking them to talk about something they like a lot, sometimes they feel like, well, I need to be super knowledgeable about it. And I never really care about that. I care about like the personal relationship and your thoughts. And sometimes I'm interviewing people and they're like, oh, I can't remember the name of that one song. I should look it up. And like the people listening can look it up just as fast as you. You don't need to look it up on the podcast because it's about your relationship to it, not Mm -hmm. your knowledge. Because exactly like you're saying, like, we all have that knowledge. And if we don't have it, we can have it two seconds from now.
1: Right. right.
2: So, yeah, that's really cool that the future would be uh, continue to be about uh, being more individual. And what does the individual have to offer instead yeah. of this you collection of knowledge? like,
1: you know, that in order to do some thinking, people go into isolation booths or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: How about you, Mary Jo? Do you have a picture of the future in your mind?
0: Uh No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but one specific area that I do contemplate as you pose your question is um, I have always been really interested in um, uh, marital partnership or uh, not even with the word marriage, but how people partner. Yeah, How they seek out social connections and decide to um, uh, make a life or a period of time with one person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's two. I really think that is evolving, and um, I think those things have always been there, like polyamory, of course, but I think we're just more open to it now. I think it's a really exciting time where we are open to those things, and I am really curious about what that's going to look like, and I don't want to get gross about it, but you know, <laughs> the joke was... Um, the kind of joke, but the weird thinking about letting um, gays marry was that a lot of people were like, "Well, what's next? You get to marry your dog," and of course they have no legal standing, so you can't marry them. <laughs> but what if what if we did decide to? What if that was acceptable? Like it didn't yeah. look like. Oh, do I sound like completely off my nut? Yeah. I'm just I'm just curious about. What it's going to look like yeah. now that we're so much more open and becoming more and more open yeah. to how people form intimate relationships. And I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just challenging the idea of that. Am I making any sense? George? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I think I think if you like remove sort of uh, like baggage about sexuality from it, like we are yes. already moving in that direction with animals where the idea of like their uh, Their companions or therapy animals are like I feel like Carrie Fisher is doing like great work by uh, every, everywhere she goes she has Gary her companion therapy dog and yes. Gary now has his own Twitter and his own Instagram right. and like <laughs> he is like there are petitions to get him in the next Star Wars movie and like
0: <laughs> bless people's art. Oh there's my like God. an element
2: of humor to it but this sort of great humanity and truth to it of saying like well this uh, taking sexuality out of it there is a partnership here and this is you know a living being that was with me all the time and it is a kind of Partnership.
0: Right. And I think we're so um, I think we're a little weird about marriage. And um, I think divorce still has a stigma to a degree when I feel like um, we're not we're not programmed that way. And who's to say a divorced couple didn't have a successful marriage. Yeah. That je- then changed, yep. you know, so um, all those are sort of peppering those ideas are peppering my thoughts about what that's going to look like. In a hundred years, I'm not like I hate to advocate for someone having like ten wives because I think that is a disservice to women. But if they choose to participate, yeah, I guess you know. But
1: oh, simultaneously.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you were talking about divorce, and so I thought maybe no, I it was, like, I'm sequentially. I'm
0: all over the map, but no, 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 right. Well, well it's yeah. autumn
2: time to get a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jim's just planning his next ten years. Is <laughs> the pumpkin spice divorce <laughs> next? So. Uh, no, I think that's yeah. a great idea. That just the idea that uh, the our social ideas about what a partnership is and what love is, Thank but developing it. Yes, yes, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about TV shows because I feel like a lot of our time travel thoughts are either about like the actual science or so much is about TV shows. So I want to figure out what you guys, what your TV shows would look like if you had your own TV shows about time travel. So, Sam, we'll we'll start with you. Why uh, would you start
3: with me? Oh my uh, god! It's okay. I'm
2: going to be here with you all the way. Okay, uh, just like uh, Gary the dog with Carrie Fisher. I'm here for you. <laughs> My helper yeah. uh, host. So, I want to start with the, the time travel device. On your yes. your TV show starring Sam Landman, you travel through time somehow. So, what does your device look like? Do you want a car? Do you want it to be like a TARDIS in Doctor Who?
3: You know, I'm going to go with one of the other questions we had and kind of my, my focus being music. Uh, I think it would be a small uh, like turntable or mini disc or something, and I have to <laughs> s- I'd have to scratch, and then I could jump forward or backward in time. So you'd be like DJ Time Traveler, you be like, yes. all right, kids, because I always know that's what time excellent. it is. Yeah, I've got to pitch like, that
0: show? That's it. <laughs> <excellent. laughs> it's yeah. like
3: flavor A Flavies. You know, I've got a little you know clock around my uh, around my chest. Um, but yeah, that's how I uh, get forward and backward in time, and I can like go back in time and like show Neutral Milk Hotel like more chords for their songs because all the songs I could like hold Father John Misty and say it's gonna be okay you know your songs don't have to be that sad or uh, you know I'd solve uh, music or rock mysteries yeah you know I would solve some sort of rock I, I, I could go back in time and go you know Jefferson Airplane don't change to Jefferson Starship because eventually you're going to go forward in time as Starship and you're going to show a civilization where that is the music that you need to learn right. to build your cities with.
0: <laughs> hey, I can hear you, Sam. Oh, I'm a part of this podcast. I'm sorry. I've been sitting here the whole time. I know when I'm being mocked. Oh, okay. I thought you left. I'm sorry, my job.
3: <laughs> no, but I really like that idea of this uh, being, yeah. um, you know, sort of a ro- uh, the time-traveling rock and roll detective.
2: Yeah, DJ time travel could actually be sold to MTV. Oh, sure. For sure.
3: If I was about 20 years younger, that would really work.
2: No, DJ time travel's got to be older. He'd be like, kids, let me tell you how it
0: was. No, seriously, we got to, we got, we, we have to
2: pitch Yes, everyone in this room. All right, Dr. Jim, how about you? Do you have thoughts on it? I I can ask you leading questions if you want, or you can just go for it.
1: No, well, in terms of what the device would look like, I am stuck by um, Dr. Doom's time platform. Oh, okay. that's the one that I would, I can imagine, because I just like the idea of you're you're standing on this, this board, and it starts to rise up past you, and like, you know you know when you get midrift half your body is in one time period oh, and wow. the top is in the other <laughs> as it goes as it rises <sighs> above like an elevator Mind blown. Uh, past you and shifting you into a different time and this i just yeah i just that idea just kind of stuck with me always um, yeah so about that.
2: so where would you go where would you send the lower half of your
1: body first <laughs> <laughs> Back to the past, for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I where would I go first? That's that's a great question. Um, hmm. You know, there was a comic book that only lasted a, a few issues. That was a spinoff on a time traveling villain in DC Comics, Kronos. And one of the things he was doing was hanging out in Germany like in the early 60s, listening to this band that was just trying out. Like, okay. You know, John Lennon said, you're always here. <laughs> and, like the, the club is practically empty. And he goes, I like you guys and I wanted to get in before the crush."
2: <laughs> so would you, in your TV show, would you be a super villain who traveled around seeing people you know, before they became... There was a
1: separate comic book series by Rachel Pollack that was, the premise was that people had to go around in, in the past and create paradoxes. Oh, and nice. That. That, that like time it was like somehow strengthening it by putting in specific defect points okay point. so yeah you could you could imagine being um, I think it was just the notion of being able to experience and and to actually see what life is is like at the at the street level and, mm. and higher up and and doing all that it's it's basically a form of immortality okay and so uh, that that appeals.
2: So your TV show would probably be like mostly educational, because it would just be uh, Mr. Paradox <laughs> uh, traveling around seeing things as they're happening and yeah, and, experiencing and it's like them. you
1: know, you know, messing things up or going to Edison's lab and going oops and they're, 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 that's it for the electric light. <laughs> Remember so you said of... you had ten thousand successes. Now you've got more successes. <laughs> uh,
2: so you would do things for Edison.
1: Yes, well, okay. right, yeah. I'd be like the bumbling assistant. Okay, something. nice. And then, you know, cashing the checks from Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> and your
3: catchphrase would be, oops. That's Oop. everything that you did. Would
2: you,
0: oops. Right, yeah, right. Okay, that's, that's the title me. of the show.
2: Yeah. Oops, starring Dr. Jim Kekalias.
0: <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary Jo, how about you? Let's talk about your time-traveling TV show.
0: Um, I think I think the means would be um pretty pedestrian. Okay. Like maybe just walking into my mudroom or um <laughs> you know, the 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 garage. I was gonna say, what's that thing that you put a car in? <laughs> <laughs> See, I I get get the internet. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and I think for me it would be um, I. I fantasize about living other lives in terms of eras. Okay, I'm really fascinated by the um, the era around the Algonquin Round Table. Oh yeah, the Mm -hmm. late forties, early fifties in um, New York, the Beatnik area, and fancying myself being a little. Little more hip than I am or ever was. Okay. Or b- <laughs> being able to tap into a movement that um, I wasn't frightened by because all movements frighten me. <laughs> um, so my show would be about um, maybe sort. Uh, I, okay, I have two shows, because one's going to be a spin-off show. <laughs> but it would be that and experiencing that, having um, lived life in this, this era. And also, I, I would really like to go back and visit people who I have loved, who have passed, and now I have questions for them. Okay. Because I've grown and aged, and you look back on pieces of your life, and you think, oh man, I was a real dick during that period, and you were so nice to me. What? You know why? Were you, why were you nice to me, or what? W- <laughs> did you think I was a total jerk? Yeah. Or like asking my mom questions, like, oh, I forgot to ask you, you know, what w-, all those things. Yeah. That would be important to me. Okay. Mm, yeah. Not so, to change it, but to ask. Oh, the to understand I have it. Now, to okay. understand. Okay. Yes. Nice.
2: Yeah. So, what do you have a title for the TV show? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just Mary's yeah, Mudroom.
0: <laughs> Why did you like prep me with these questions? No, the garage. I don't know. Mary Joe's Garage. I go fiddle with something, and then next thing you know, doodle, doodle, doodle. There's that sound. Effect. Yeah. Doodle, doodle, doodle.
2: Oh, I like that. Uh, you, yeah, it's Mary Joe's Garage. Do you <laughs> doodle, go there? Doodle, 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 doodle do. That's the theme song.
0: Honey, I'm just stepping out to the garage. Doodle, doodle, doodle. <laughs>
2: And I like it that the garage just takes you to places where you have questions about your life. <laughs> right. Like, why does it keep taking me to places where I was kind of a jerk? That seems.
0: <laughs> what am I supposed to understand? past. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, myself.
1: Hi, this is Obsessed co-producer Sarah Meyer, and I am in my car right now, driving around L.A., looking for a place to pull over so I can talk to people on the street about this week's topic. Do you think time travel is possible? Yeah.
3: Theoretically, yes. Theoretically. Yes. Of course it is. No, I'm just joking.
1: Uh, no, I don't think it's possible
2: at all. No, I think it's imaginary and no.
1: What about if you could go 100 years into the future? What do you think it would be like? I think it would be great. I mean, it's probably going to be more technological. You know what I mean? Cars be flying. You know what I mean? It's. It, it looks like fun. I'm not going to be here for 100 years from now, but... I'm you sure might. It's going to be... Nah, we're not gonna be. People are living longer and longer. I know, but but a hundred years from now, I think that most people walking this earth right now, with maybe one percent gonna be here. That's just being realistic.
0: What's your favorite time travel
1: story? Like the way time travel works, like in movies and things like that. Every time it shows up, I'm always just kind of upset. Like the third Harry Potter film, I thought was the best one, and then they just were like, and now time travel, and I was like, oh. The whole thing is broken now. Like, just go back in time and like punch Voldemort as a baby or whatever.
0: If it was possible and you could go back in time and hug any historical figure, who would you pick?
2: Oh. Uh, well, let's start with we'll start with Harriet Tubman, Abraham Lincoln, and Martin Luther King. Definitely, give them a big hug and tell them thank you. Maybe uh, Shakespeare, because there there are a lot of people that. Don't know if he was, maybe he was a woman, I'm not sure. So, I would like to know that maybe he was a woman, and if
1: he were, she were. So, I would like to hug her (laughs) a lot. Who would I hug? Hmm, Helen of Troy. Audrey Hepburn. I'll go hug Audrey Hepburn. Uh,
2: Seriously, I think maybe me. We're going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions. Uh, these are questions that I ask everybody. You don't have to be obsessed. I ask them ac- across all the podcasts to just get a sense of the different levels of obsession. Uh, Sam, we'll start with you and go down the line. Do you think about time travel every day? I do. Awesome. Yes. How about you, Dr. Jim? Do you think about time travel every day? No. Okay. Because it's not enough of a part of your work, right? No. Okay. That's right. Cool. How about you, Mary Jo? No. Do you Okay. Excellent. Have you ever had a dream, Sam, about time travel? Yes. Do you remember it? Uh, yeah,
3: it had to do with talking to my dad.
2: Oh, okay. And
3: my dad died when I was like three months old. Oh, wow. So it had to do with like going back and me just being a complete stranger who he didn't know, who kind of favored him but didn't look exactly like him, and uh, just talking to him and. I, I got answers that just, of course, in dream sense, made no sense. Yeah. Uh, but I've actually had that dream a few times, just where I've, I'm meeting him casually. But oh, cool. I've never really met him. So. Yeah. That's yeah. That's amazing. How about uh, you, Doctor
2: Jim?
1: Well, I'm going to change my answer. I want Sam's
2: answer. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, you want to have met Sam's father? <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's a nice guy. They have all these questions. <laughs> I,
1: I. Uh, Dream about time travel. I rarely remember any of my dreams. Okay. I think that there are some where I've gone back and, and interacted, you know, the, the standard high school type things. But um, nothing that I can remember. Nothing quite as, as um, detailed.
2: Okay. Mary Jo, are you, are you a dreamer? Do you dream? Do you I remember do, your dreams? I
0: do dream. I occasionally remember them. I don't recall that I've ever had a time travel dream. Okay,
2: cool. Uh, Sam, would you have a time travel themed birthday party?
0: It's a yes or no question. I either. know.
2: It's such a simple question. I don't think so. Yeah. Is yeah. it because it's just, it doesn't mean that much to you or?
3: I think it would be disappointing
2: <laughs> because I
3: would expect, like, hey, the me from the past shows up and then okay. does a thing. You know? Yeah, it is
2: kind of a, a dick party to invite your friends to a time travel party and just, like, I'm wearing an oldie time hat. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> yeah. time travel. It's not very exciting. Yeah, it's I'm like, like, no, this is my regular clothes. <laughs> what are you talking
3: about? See, I'm wearing
2: a free the juice shirt that I always used to wear. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably inappropriate. Okay. How about you, Dr. Jim? Would you have a time travel themed birthday party?
1: It never occurred to me before, but now I really want one. <laughs> Do you
2: want any particular time period? No, I
1: would, what it would be would be to actually let people like treat it as a like a Halloween costume party, oh, like, nice. let them pick what era they want to come mm-hmm. from—the future, or, or the, you know—I mean, there's always going to be jerks that say, "Yeah, I'm from yesterday." yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I know, because you were wearing the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your lazy, dirty friend. Yeah,
2: from the past, <laughs> from the past, and from the future too. Uh, how about you, Mary Jo? Would I you ever have
0: a-, have a party? <laughs> No, sir.
2: (laughs) Would you just murder a friend who tried to throw a surprise birthday party for you? Like you don't, you wouldn't want a surprise party, a surprise time travel party.
0: I have thrown my own surprise parties. For yourself? And it was a huge success. <laughs> yes. Because I was so ego-driven, and I thought everyone should have one, and none of my friends got off the dime. So anyway, I don't mean to go so far afield on our topic. No,
2: but. no, that's great. But So you would have no interest in a time travel-themed nope. birthday party? Okay, great.
0: Nope.
2: Uh, Sam, if you could have a time machine, but you had to steal it, would you steal it? Oh, sure.
3: <laughs> I w- I would. I would like, you know... Tanya Harding kneecap somebody for a <laughs> time machine. I wouldn't kill, but I would definitely. You, you know, definitely steal, Mame. Oh.
2: Okay, cool. Kicking the shin. How about you, Doctor Jim? I probably would, but I'd be feel super guilty about it. Okay, yeah. even if you eventually returned it.
1: Yeah, because you know I just would like. What if I get caught? Oh wait, this is like Napoleon. So <laughs> he's <gonna> like. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Okay. How about you, Mary Jo? Would you steal? No,
0: no, because I, um, when I'm in situations like that, I start laughing because I get so nervous. <laughs> so people instantly peg me, and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how it was supposed to be operated. Right. So I get really hung up on that. So no, and I'm lazy. <laughs> but,
3: but but then theoretically, if you brought it to the person you stole it from right before they were about to use it, wouldn't they have two
2: time machines then? Oh. <laughs> On many time travel oh. shows, so yes. Do you're him a
0: favor. My head, you're my taking an just extra just one move. off your hands. Yes, yeah. and I'll give you
3: an extra one. <laughs> hey, you he stole my... Wait a minute, I've got two. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Why does my time machine have mud all yeah. over it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you've got
3: two... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it'll crack your brain open. That logic.
2: <laughs> uh, this is a question I've been wrestling with getting right on the podcast, and I, I don't think I've cracked it yet. Uh, okay. So, Sam, would you wrestle a room full of medium-sized bears in order to travel in time. Let me get this straight. You okay. haven't
3: gotten this question right before?
2: No. Okay. So here's, my intent is to How ask a question. How was it ever wrong? <laughs> this yeah, sounds yeah. perfect. How did you ever uh, get this wrong? I keep talking this on every podcast, so the people listening are like, oh, God, shut up about the bear yeah, the script. Uh Yeah. But... Oh, I, I initially asked it is these questions are all just designed to see, like, how, how into it are people? Yeah. So I asked somebody, like, would you wrestle a small bear to get to the thing you're obsessed with? And their immediate reaction was, like, oh, that sounds fun. I'd like to wrestle <laughs> a small bear. Right. So I'm trying to get the size and the number of bears correct. Okay. <laughs> to so get the a, spirit across. a room
3: about this size, let's just say. Yeah. Medium sized bears being medium-sized like me yeah. or waist? So still scary. Still scary. Have they eaten recently? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would try to take a few down. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if it means getting a time machine, sure, man. I would try. I think I would fail. Uh, I, I haven't
1: actually won a fight since I was in fifth grade. So. The
2: willingness is the important thing. Then, yes, I would. Uh, how about you, Dr. Jim?
1: No, that's too much of a security system. That that, <laughs> that, that would be enough. It's too much effort.
2: Okay. Yeah. okay. How about you, Mary Jo?
0: Okay, first of all, I told you from the get-go, Joseph Scrimshaw, that I didn't know a thing about time. travel. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know why you keep asking these questions when you know that I'm not obsessed with travel at all. I know. Okay, just,
1: but you're I like super your fun of, and charming. But
0: you're super abashed. I know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really cute. Is this the person
1: who threw herself a su- surprise party?
0: <laughs> that, was so, that was so cute. <laughs> um. If I could, if they had eaten, as previously posited, <laughs> and if I could declaw them and pour, or put mittens on them, yes, I would. Aww. I think that would be really fun. Mittens. Okay,
2: when you ask me why I keep asking you these questions, it's because you tell me things like, if I could put mittens on the bears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which now is going have to be part of
2: the question. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: You walk into a room, it's full of mittened bears. <laughs>
3: Uh, all right. I think you got that completely right. That Absolutely. That question. You got the okay, question I nailed it? right. Okay, good. Nailed it. Good.
2: Uh, all right. Just two, how obsessed are your questions left, and then we'll move on. Would you wear underwear with the Doctor from Doctor Who's face on them? Uh, sure. I'm
3: not a big Doctor Who fan. Yeah. But, yeah, why not? If they're free. Free underwear for me. <laughs> that's
2: a positive boon right there. Man. Yes. All right. So not so much about time travel, but just your free
3: love
1: underwear. of free
2: underwear. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Dr. Jim, how about you?
1: Not Doctor Who. Commando Who. <laughs> so you'd get a tattoo? <laughs> oh, Jim! No. Uh, no, probably not. No, okay.
2: Uh, Mary Jo, do you want to answer this question, or do you want to be relieved of? Has of...
0: George Clooney ever been a Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just not yet.
0: Of... <laughs> okay, but in the future. Then... <laughs>
2: So only if you... George Clooney underwear. Yeah.
0: All right. And even that, I feel myself getting very embarrassed with that <laughs> super hypothetical situation.
2: Uh, okay. So you guys are all, like, uh, you are knowledgeable or, in Mary Joe's case, uh, uh, very funny and charming and, and playing along well. It's fine that you're not fully obsessed. But you guys aren't super obsessed, which is totally fine. But this last question, I'm still going to ask it because it's tradition. But I think I know the answer. Okay. So start with you, Sam. If you couldn't think about time travel or watch a time travel show without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, (laughs) would you still watch and think about time travel?
3: Okay, is this kind of like... (laughs) I don't know if you ever read Chuck Klosterman's Fargo Rock City. I have not. At the end, he has like 50 albums that if you paid him a certain amount, he wouldn't listen to. The first one being Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. You'd have to pay him like $10 million to never listen to that album, get rid of all copies. If it's in a taxi playing, he wouldn't jump out of the taxi if like Paradise City was playing. But in theory, he would leave his favorite album behind for an X amount. Yeah. So it's like that, but with crotch punching. Yes. (laughs) I guess it depends on how much
2: cr- just once every time I'm thinking about it or, or Yeah, people barter with this question a lot. <laughs> so yeah. So for me what I've settled on is it's it's monthly. It's like a Netflix subscription. Okay. So I'm being punched in the crotch by uh, <laughs> with
3: bears with mittens yes, on. Yes, exactly. Okay. And some uh, more slapped. I would still do it. I yeah. mean, once month? a month? Yeah, once a month? Yeah, because, I mean, there are things like time zero, you know? Yeah. The Next Generation episodes are be like, I can't not live with that episode. Yeah, so you need that. A, Mark Twain, you know, no, yeah. no, dude. I, I One
2: punch a month, sure, I'll take it. Okay. Why not? How about you, Dr. Jim?
1: Wait, whose crotch is getting punched? Jim. Not mine,
2: Jim. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. mine. No. Either you or someone you love. So you could take it yourself or you could give it to someone you care about. <laughs>
1: No, I wouldn't give it to someone I care about. Um, depends on who's doing the punching. Like, if it's like, if it's like, like a two-year-old, yeah, then okay. You know, they give it this little, like, you know, Uncle Jim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little smack. Then I could do it, yeah. Okay, so I, if... But, mm. like, Mike Tyson, no. You know, I like my crotch. <laughs> okay, so if you were punched
2: lightly in the crotch, so if every month a two-year-old came to your house.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jim, punched right. you in the crotch.
0: Which is pretty Jim, much like my Netflix situation. Your two-year-old's here to punch you in the crotch. Okay, I'll be, be right, right down. down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I gotta watch Time Tunnel. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Mary Jo? Do you I understand do the question? No I, <laughs> no,
0: I don't. So am I? Am I permitting myself to be punched in the crotch so I can think about time travel? Yes. No, I don't. I I never thought about time travel before this podcast. So I don't think it's going to be an issue for me. But okay. I appreciate the inquiry, Joseph. <laughs>
2: well, thank you for I think your... I I'm good. Totally understandable answer. Uh, I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Uh, Sam, can you make a noise to sum up your uh, obsession with time travel, such as it is? Hmm. <laughs> what... Well, uh, was that a horn, uh, like yeah, a little sad it, French horn? Yeah, because I, I played
3: French horn and that's my go-to French horn sound.
2: <laughs> so when I'm asked to do a, a, noise, a noise, that's the
3: one that I, I make. It doesn't show like that I'm unenthusiastic about time travel. It just no. I'm, it's
2: a part of the story of uh, DJ time travel, right? Yes. The, the, uh, the
3: melancholy the, that is his life. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: how about you, uh, Doctor Jim? Hmm. <laughs> nice scientific noise. Uh, and Mary Jo, do you want to make a noise to sum up your your mild interest in time travel?
0: What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a very sleepy what? <laughs> Why? That's great. Uh, I've been rating people's obsessions, so this will be really fun. Ooh. It's out of seven. Uh, we'll say out of uh, seven Tardises, because I like Doctor Who. Seven <laughs> being the highest. Mm-hmm. Out of seven Tardises. Sam, I think you're around, like, three and a half Tardises. Maybe four. Because you would go, f- yeah, time zero. Yeah. If time zero is worth a monthly crotch punch, I'm going to yeah. bump you up to four out okay. of seven Tardises. I'll take four. So like. You're into it, not super, super into it. Uh, Dr. Jim, I feel like while you answered that you wouldn't do a lot of these sort of outlandish things that I asked about, it is clearly something that's been with you for a long time, Mm -hmm. something that affects you as a creative person and as a scientist. So I'm going to bump you a little higher to like 4.57 out of seven TARDISes.
1: That sounds fair. Does that that sound fair? 4.57. There's a plus or minus .02. Yeah. That's that's about right. That sounds fair. That sounds
0: (laughs) fair. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) acceptable. His assessment. Uh,
1: In Mary Jo, I'm going to give you
2: negative (laughs) 27 out of seven Tardises.
0: Am I kicked off the podcast? And you are now?
2: not kicked off the podcast. And this is this actually keep great. doing we did over and over oh,
0: again? No. i travel. <laughs>
2: My last Doo-doo-doo. question is if you could travel back in time and say no to me asking you to do this, <laughs> <laughs> would you would you say no or no. have you had a good time? No,
0: I have had a great time. Oh, I good. would definitely say yes. Aw,
2: oh, that makes me very happy. Uh, so <laughs> can you guys tell people where they can find you on social media? Sam, where can people find you?
3: Uh, well, I'm obviously on Facebook. Um, I'm at Droning on Wii Twitter. <laughs> that's uh, the noise you made. That's, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have a podcast with Bill Steitler called Aging Poorly, which is at <laughs> agingpoorly.com, where we basically, it's an anti-nostalgia podcast uh, talking about the
2: stuff that either held up or didn't hold up from our childhoods. Cool. Um, so,
3: yeah, that's basically what I'm doing.
2: Cool. And, Jim, where can people find you and anything you want to plug?
1: I'm very well hidden on social media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so try to find him as yeah, you can. Exactly, <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> At try to find me. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: so yeah, obviously you, you, you want to keep that on lockdown. Anything you want to plug? Your book? Anything else coming
1: um, up? So, author of The Physics of Superheroes, and I have a book coming out next spring on the physics of everyday things. Oh, cool. The extraordinary cool. science of an ordinary day Ooh, that will follow you as awesome. you get up. You drive to a doctor's checkup, you go to the airport, you go through TSA, you give a business presentation, you go to a hotel at the night, and every time you encounter some technology, I pop in and explain how it works. That's really cool. I am so geeking out over
0: that. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait for that. This Thank is you. the most Thank obsessed you. you've been. <laughs> at no, at I that. love shit like that. Yeah. I love stuff like that.
2: <laughs> That's Where can people fi- find you?
0: Uh Mary Joe Peel, P E H L at Facebook and on Twitter. Okay,
2: cool. Anything you've got coming up you want to plug or
0: No, I don't know, Joe. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All
2: right. So we'll move on to our final questions that don't have anything to do with the main topic, but they can if you want. Uh we'll start with you, Dr. Jim. What would you rather shoot out of your hands? Bees or a
1: Wi Fi signal? Wow. Um I think Wi-Fi would make me more popular. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be more useful. Yeah, right. Than bees. Yeah. Uh, so you go with the
2: Wi-Fi. Yeah. Any, what's your t- when you think like maybe bees? Why? Why would you maybe want bees?
1: Well, it's a nice little defense mechanism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless they're like really old and like cold and just like drooping down, <laughs> and really ineffective. Stand back. <laughs> 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 I would not want to
2: shoot sad bees out of my hand.
1: <laughs>
2: totally understandable. Uh, Mary Jo, if you could assign yourself like a really cool nickname. Oh, wait,
1: I get oh, wait. that question. <laughs> I thought that was like for everyone. No, that's just oh, that was man. special for you. That was just for you. That was oh, special God. for
2: you. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. But that's you great. can answer the other questions if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> if you could get a cool nickname and people actually called you this cool nickname, is there anything that you have wanted to be called?
0: Yes, I would like. <laughs> I would like to be called the leggy Mary Jo Peel. <laughs> I've always loved that phrase, that terminology, the leggy Mary Jo Peel. <laughs> Thank you for asking, Joseph Scrimshaw.
2: You have legs. You are <laughs> leggy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
2: all right, Sam. If you could carve a word or phrase into the moon so everyone could see it. What word or phrase would you carve into the moon? Chode.
3: <laughs> I think chode is a funny word. I think not a lot of people know what it means. And when you find out what it means, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a nice, harmless, weird, girthy, strange... <laughs> girthy. <laughs> I changed my answer. I want girthy. But no. No. Chode. Chode.
2: I'll stick with, chode. with chode. Chode? I like that. People look it up it and they're like oh come on oh. moon <laughs> <laughs> come on that's gross what, moon, Ew, what are you why blooming? is the moon being
3: so gross
2: <laughs> all right the final question for everyone on the podcast you guys will all answer the same question is what is happiness uh, let's start with you dr jim what to you is happiness i th-
1: i would say it is fear uh, absence of anxiety, oh and um, I remember a a an amazing wave of happiness. We were going to a wedding, and various of my kids and and family members we all connected up in in at midway We were on the l going to where we needed to go, and the system had all worked, and they were all there, and everyone was fine and I just was like overwhelmed with this one moment, yeah and um. So, and, and one of the things was, like, everyone is okay right now, and I don't have to worry about anyone, at least for this moment. Yeah. Right? And then the train stopped for 20 minutes, and <laughs> we <we're stuck laughs> between stations. And back to life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how about you, Mary Jo? Oh,
0: what a great moment. Um, I think it's uh, being in the moment and recognizing everything you have at that moment mm-hmm. is yeah. what you need. Awesome. And then just, yeah, being, yeah, being
1: present being
0: yeah. present for it. Yeah. Cool.
3: Sam? Uh, that, uh, I think happiness is, is, is being needed. And I don't mean like codependence, but I mean like people, um, seeking you out and going, you know, like you did for this podcast, yeah. Hey Sam, I'm, I'm doing, I'm coming back in town. I'm doing obsessed. Yeah. Come along and do it. I like that feeling of like, you're not struggling to be noticed. You know, you're not constantly putting stuff out there and trying to be like, yes. but I've done this right. cool stuff and yes. I should be part of this. Um, and that's the typical like you know kid be getting picked like last for baseball or whatever but just feeling like you're part of something you're needed you're part you're a cog in the machine <laughs> but nothing heartless just a nice feeling of oh that's great i feel a part of something
2: right yeah i think that's awesome to be mm-hmm. like well i have this machine in the piece that's going to fit right here is sam landman this guy so get in my machine sam landman. right with well, your theoretical set. comedy somehow <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'll work maybe you won't well, those awesome. are all great answers thank you guys so much for doing this that is our podcast thanks joseph yeah, thank you thanks,
0: thanks guys joseph. thank you thanks you guys thank you You've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest. Shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.
3: DJ Time Travel. To- DJ Time Travel (laughs) He travels through time He solves mysteries with rock and roll
0: (laughs) DJ Time Travel